It wasn't until college that I took a sociology class, and in fact, I had to take it. In that class, I remember one day specifically, we were learning about the fork and how around the world, this fork that I use in my everyday life in a very particular way is used differently across cultures. Now, I remember this just made my mind burst. I couldn't even imagine it being used differently or why it would have to be used differently, but it got me curious. It got me curious because I realized, goodness, there are other ways of doing things around the world that I can't even fathom because I'm limited to my own worldview and my own experiences. So little did I know afterwards that I would be moving to Thailand as a student and then full-time with my husband, and through that experience, we continued to learn, and my life and my worldview and the way that I approached the table continued to be formed and shaped and challenged and all of these really hard and sweet and beautiful things. And so since then, I've become really passionate about learning more about Thai table culture and table cultures around the world because... We have so much to learn. You'll hear in this episode that I talked to my new friend, Hong, about a jigsaw puzzle and the example, you know, why that um, image has been on my mind lately. Because I feel like for so many of us, when we um, stay in our own um, comfort zone, our own um, worldview, and don't actively seek to expand it, we are only seeing one part of that puzzle. But we all know when you finish a puzzle corner to corner, edge to edge, there is so much beauty in seeing this full picture. So my hope is that through this conversation with our new friend Hong, that you get to learn about a different culture and different ways of doing things around the world. And we're not saying that there's a right or a wrong or a good or a bad, but I hope that there are some nuggets that you can uh, capture from today to apply to your own table that will make it that much more beautiful and that much more rich. Hong is a friend of ours that we actually kind of met through a friend of a friend in the industry. And I knew I had to be in touch with her because she is a world-renowned Thai chef. She is a restaurateur in New York City. She has multiple Thai restaurants. And she is just as kind as I knew she would be after following her on her page. Um, But I want to tell you a little bit more about her before you get to spend some time with us in this conversation in just a few minutes. She is originally from Chiang Mai. Hong is a chef, entrepreneur, and a philanthropist who has served as a global ambassador for Thai cuisine and culture for nearly a decade. After successful careers as both a model and business executive in Bangkok, Hong felt drawn to pursue a more personally meaningful path. Hong was working as a corporate social responsibility manager for Merck Thailand. From outside, it was a dream job, but she didn't feel fulfilled. While volunteering for the 2004 tsunami relief efforts, she realized that she wanted to create a company with the purpose of spreading love and serving people. Cooking with family was always a central part of her life, and she thought, This is how I can give back. Armed with drive and a master's degree in business, but little professional kitchen experience, Hong set off for New York City with the goal of sharing her love for Thai food with the world. In the fall of 2022, Hong debuted her latest venture, Thai Me Love, after a successful pop-up restaurant to trial the concept. Her permanent new restaurant, Thai Me Love, opened in October 2021 in New York's West Houston Street, specializing in ban ban cuisine, replicating the comforting home-style northern Thai dishes. Guys, this conversation is so, so sweet to me. One, because I got to speak a little bit of Thai (laughs) with... um, someone who also shares a love of the Thai language, um, but also because I get to share a culture so near and so dear to my heart with all of you. 
Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. Are you looking for a way to make your drink station at your next gathering a little bit more vibrant and a little bit more nutritious? Or are you looking for a way to add more nutrition into your everyday lifestyle? Plants by People has transformed ancient herbal remedies to suit today's palates and lifestyle. Each of the powdered delectable wellness drinks is thoughtfully crafted from 100% organic superfoods and adaptogens. The sachets are ready to be mixed into your regular drinks. They are dairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free, and everything that we value here at Gather. There are no single-use bottles, no artificial sweeteners, and for sure, no crappy ethics. Just plants as capable and intelligent as always. On top of how delicious and nutritious they are, I love how beautifully they present. Each one comes in their own vibrant color, adding joy no matter where you serve them. You can get your own in the show notes on Amazon or get your own tonic at plantsbypeople.com. If anyone has not tried Thai food yet, let's talk about it. What sets it apart? What are the main flavors? Tell us all the things. Whoa, I love your question already. This is great. Um, I, think that, I, I think that we have to understand first that Thai food is, you know, like, like for us, as a Thai, when we cook, we say, right? So some things, um, sour, one, sweet, man, like, you know, coconutty, crunchy, and kim, uh, salty. So it's a flavor of food. And it is, it is, the cooking technique is very simple. Something stir fry or something thong, right? Like boiling. And, um, and believe it or not, we get a lot of influential from the European technique. Okay. Yeah. I've never, that makes sense. Right. From, from a UTA era where, um, um, we hired, not we, I mean, the Royal household hired this lady who's, um, half Portuguese, half Japanese, who, uh, moved to Thailand with her husband, who uh, I believe he's Greek. Um, and he made it to the, as, as the advisor to the king. So I'm not going to say name because it'd be hard to, rem- to remember. But what it was, was that we start having um, the, the, the technique. Because prior to that, it just, you know, grilling um, or boiling. Okay. So after that, we start having something like, like homok in Thai. We'd have um, a fish mousse because okay. we're having like a local fish with a curry paste. Uh, but instead of, you know, uh, baking, we steam it. Or uh, a Thai dessert. You know, we have um, like a Portuguese um, egg. And sugar, like egg that cook in sugar. So you start ha- having that with tong, tong yip, tong yot. You see all this in the market right now, but that started in the household of the, the royal cuisine. And then the Chinese and the Vietnamese immigration coming to Thailand. So we start having stir fry technique. And then when the Indian coming, we start having curry. 
Okay. Got it. So we are a very adaptable country and we make it our own. So what it is is that um, we, we, we just we just bring this flavor to have it grom glom, meaning it is a well-balanced of the flavors. And it is not about peanuts and it's not about spicy. Some of my Thai friends don't even eat spicy food. Do uh-huh. I give you the right description of Thai food? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's incredible. No, and you're right. Like, so you took what I knew and then you expanded on it, which is so fascinating. And that's true. Like a lot of Americans think it's like the peanut sauce or spicy. I I don't eat with chopstick. Um, Can I go out and eat Thai food? It's like, no, we only use chopstick when it comes to a noodle soup. Most of the time we eat fork and spoon because um, imperialism and, and, and um, you know, all those, yeah, you know, the empire, the European empire, they want to expand to Southeast Asia. And the only reason that they say, we have to conquer your country because we want to make your country more civilized. So back then, (laughs) this is interesting. And I'm not a a historian by, you know, by trade, but I'm I'm very fascinated by what happened and how we save our country. Um, So King Rama V, Saying, you know what? No, we we proud to be Thai, and back then Thailand called Siam, okay, the <laughs> land of Siam. Um, say no, we 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 have to save our country, and in order to save the country, we have to prove to the Westerners, meaning the Dutch, the Spaniard, the English, the French, and the German, and the Russian, that um, they cannot come and conquer us as they say, we're not civilized. So that would probably be my grandmother's time. People still are chewing beetles um, and then their teeth are black and they spit everywhere on the, on, the, on the street. So the government say, no, don't do that anymore. And we used to eat with hand. They yeah. say, no, don't do that anymore. We are going to adopt the um, European way of eating. And because we... Uh, we eat soup with rice. You know why? Yeah. Because the soup would help transport the rice into the uh, digestive system. So instead of having uh, a hand, so you do a fork on your left hand side, spoon on the right hand side, and scoop it, and then you eat, you know, with a spoon with rice because that is easier than having a fork with rice, right? And then you start having the post. Um, you start having a railway. You start sending girls to school, and that's how we change the. It, it's like a, a pinnacle of the of, of of the eating culture from from then. So that's- Thailand is the only country in Southeast Asia that never been colonized, and yeah. that's why we changed the the name to Thailand. Thai, um, it means to be free. You know, we we've never been colonized by anyone. We would never been oppressed. That's powerful. That's a really um, powerful part of Thai history, you know? Yes. And that is what um, Thailand very um, proud of, that we've <laughs> never been colonized by anybody. And I think, and I think this story has never been told quite well. I mean, there, there, there's some French and German books that talk about that. Yeah, it's interesting. Going back to the, um, the fork and spoon, we still eat that way, even with American food, even when we live back here. It's, it's so, so much yes. that way. Yes. And, um, and I think that, and I think that again, another thing that 
that I feel like that's what I'm doing at Tiny Love is that I have the soup on the side. Meaning, yeah. because, yes, because we don't have three courses, right? We just have, you know, we, we just have almost like the amuse bush, like Gilen, you know, Gilen mean like, like, you know, I, I name it on my menu home row, meaning like, like the interlude. Yeah, I love you know, like that. Small bites while you're waiting for, for the kitchen to do something. But the meal should be served family style. What does that mean? Everybody can share and carry on conversation, right? So yeah. the soup should be there. The curry should be there. Something vegetable should be there. And something cream, you know, like namprik should be there, right? Like a, a spicy dipping or something. So that you can have a little bit of everything with vegetable, with meat, with soup. And again, going back, soup would help you to transfer, I mean, to transport the rice into the digestive system. Because rice could be dry. In fact, I want, I, want, I want to show you this. I'm not sure I have my cookbook right here. It is from a royal household of, of one. Yeah, I have it here. One of the, the, the one of the kind of like um, an elite family. And I found it is a recipe book from, look at this, look at this. Like an old day, like two, three hundred years ago. Yeah, during those times. Look at the household in the back, in the, isn't that amazing? But yeah. if I were to see in here, sometimes they even see fried rice with herring. Like herring. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I find it amazing. Or, or they say like um, uh, how to, you know, having um, Briani, the the you know, like it's in here, and this is like a real Thai cookbook from years ago. I've never seen that one. Um, real quick, what's the difference between a hanua and a hanglam? So, like the northern food, okay, geographically, uh huh. Um, northern Thailand connected to southern China, so that is Yunnan, right. And then Burma. And as you know, we have long war history. Okay. So people, actually, that's, that's my, the story that my dad told me that my great grandfather used to do import export business to people in that area. Isn't that wow. awesome? I heard that. I'm like, I can't even fathom. Like, cause I mean, there's nothing written down or, you know what I mean? Like, like there's no picture taken or something. I can only hear from that, that, that my family used to send corps to that area and stuff like that. And I, oh, it's beyond my imagination to fathom. But um, the trading comes in. And when the trading comes in, people start to fall in love. People are starting to um, form family. So when you form family, just like today, you know, I live with an Englishman. So we do a lot of, I mean, Englishman who lives in Switzerland and in France. So our household is like from cheese board to, uh, uh, you know, a Thai dipping, you know, like, like we started to merge, you know, with our culture. Right. So um um, starting in the old days, Thailand, especially in the north, we having, um, you know, the, the, the some of the Burmese and some of the the Chinese Muslim. Yeah. So that's why we have Gang Hang Le. We have we have Maquan, which is very close to Sichuan pepper. And if you were to eat Chiang Mai food, it's very rustic with a lot yeah. of herbs. 
mm-hmm. with a lot of um, cumin and flavors, right? All those. And then like cow soy, you love cow soy so much. Cow soy is from Southern China. Really? Uh-huh. Well, so basically it's come down. It's a Southern China or Burma some, somewhere. <laughs> um, and then um, we used to make, they used to do it with no coconut milk. But then Thai people make it into, oh, you know what? Let's just add on some coconut milk and make it much more deep and rich. That was a very good decision. <laughs> to die for, right? And so it is so beautiful, you know, to think how multicultural and how, how cross-cultural training, not like training per se, but more like merging together and create something new. So that is Northern Thailand, right? And then when you come to Central Thai, Central Thai, it's more like, like refined, you know, because it used to be like, like, oh, it's a palace, you know, and then everything is much more uh, tame when it comes to flavors. Because it's so luscious, right? Yeah. And it is It is more, um, um, you know, this elite family having this household. They have 20 people in their kitchen, kind of like Downton Abbey. So they can do more refined things. You know, you, they carve the food and stuff like that. So we lived in Chiang Mai for a while. We only went down south occasionally but I remember not liking the food in Bangkok quite as much as Chiang Mai like I always preferred the food back home but I know that Bangkok say the opposite so it's probably just like whatever right I mean whatever you grew up with and come to love correct correct so like if you were to just you know Bangkok it's just more like tame right then um you would see yeah, like Gang Wan is very uh, the green curry is very Bangkok it's um have you had um no. So like a <laughs> coconut, coconut rice with with papaya salad. Oh, that sounds really good. That's very that's very Bangkok food. Okay, okay. I have to go with someone that really knows the food. Well, and you get a to know who to call, right? <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about Thai food this whole episode. I just have one more uh, point I want to bring up. There's There's like um food that's like just with rice. Yes. And noodle dishes so commonly you either have a dish with rice or noodles not both no not really there's a thing called one dish dish okay like a one dish dish meaning meaning when you have a rice when you go to khao gang right the restaurant like khao gang so you order the rice and then you you just put the topping on so you can have a meal in one dish yeah that's so funny because if you know, my husband Colby and I go to a Thai restaurant to eat here, he'll always get like um, spicy basil chicken with rice. He'll always pick the rice dishes. I pick the noodles every time. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I'll always get more, Yeah, that is more like a quick, quick meal, right? A fast yeah. food for us. Funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like a whole, it, it just have to have rice and, and something on. Yeah. Yeah. But when you go to like, I mean, there's variety of, of, of you know, the food culture there, right? The rice which is khao gang most of the time, or ahan tam sang, you know? Uh, yes, I think I think that is basically, that is another culture that I find we should have it here. Absolutely. How fun. That's really cool. Okay, well, 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 well. 
We talked um, quickly about Thai, the hit, a little bit of history in Thailand, but I want to talk about your history, your family table culture. So what did the table look like in your household? Who was there? What were you eating? Um, Who was? Okay. Every night we have dinner together and I, I was blessed with my grandma living with us. It's amazing. Having grandma living, it's, you know, she, she's such a sassy grandma, sassy, like super sassy. Um, like every time when I go out, she would come home, come, come, you know, come to me first. And I want to see what you dress before you go out. You look <laughs> go have fun, things like that. So, um, and she cooked extremely amazingly well. So mm-hmm. in my household, we would have grandma, my dad, my mother, um, my mm-hmm. brother and me and the help. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. as you know, we have help in Thailand. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, and so at dinner, of course, most of the time we would have curry. Um, we have stir fry, we would have meat. And when we have guests, there were probably like 20,000 things on the table. <laughs> Everybody brings something they want and always, always food. And, um, um, and then we talk. About everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you cook? Were you involved? My- I was the sous chef in the in the household. <laughs> How fun! I feel like most of my experiences, like we lived with the Thai family too, but this particular family preferred to eat out instead of eat in. So I didn't really see what it looked like to cook in the Thai home. You know, you know why? Because they honor you. They think that going out is a special thing. Okay. Uh huh. They honor you with that. It is, it was, if you go out and eat out, it's it's, it's a special thing. Okay. Well, it was very special. Yeah. But I like hearing your experiences as well. Like every night, every night, every night. My mom's specialty is a fish tom yum. Uh Uh-huh. Clear broth with no chili jam, just pure herbs. Really? I can't even imagine it, but that sounds incredible. It's so good. And she always claimed that it's good. You know, my mom will be here soon. And I, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking I want to honor her to be a, a chef for a weekend. Just like mom's here, mom's menu, book now, you know, <laughs> I think she would, you know, she, she, oh. she would feel great doing that. Absolutely. Well, sign me up. I'll be the first one there. If she's the- <laughs> No, I, I love doing this. Cause I find, you know, I, I finally come to realization that, this is who I am. I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of ideas instead of like, Oh, tame it down. I just go, you know what? I want my people around me. I want my team and I understand it. And, 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 you know, like, and I find like, again, I mean, that's part of life, right? Like, like, like you are equipped with something individual, everybody equipped with something very unique about Mm -hmm. finally. And I finally learned to accept like people look at me and go, oh my God, you're so ADD. I'm not ADD. I'm a very focused person. I just equip my, you know, like I, I just happen to be someone who very lucky that she get to wake up every day to do what she loves. Okay. And 99% of the time I'm happy. And of course I'm not a robot. So there, there's some bad days, you know, but when, when there's a bad days, I think of a good day. So it helps me out. Yeah. I just let the idea flow. You know what yeah. I mean? I think like that keeps me going. 
I love hearing you say that too. Like not taming yourself with all the ideas, you know, it's very, I could relate to that so much. I feel like it's been a, I, I feel like, I feel like this is life and life is you keep on learning. You know what you believe who you are may not be true. You know, yeah. reality might be different. What do you think of yourself and reality might be different? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's true. Like people go on casting to be, you know, American Idol, but the way they sing, they think in their head is amazing, (laughs) you know, but when they, you know, like things like that. And I find like that is, that is what we are. We have to keep on, you know, we have to keep on checking um, with the real facts. Sometimes it might be hurt, you know, it, it might be hurtful to hear, but you really have to face the fact, learn how to weed out, you know, and, 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 and be brave enough to accept who you are. Well, anytime you want to dream or talk ideas, that's my language. So tell me. (laughs) I feel like we, I'm so happy you reach out to me. Oh my gosh. Me too. Me too. This is really good. Okay. So when we think about American hospitality, I feel like there are a few people specifically that come to mind. So I think of Martha Stewart. I think of Julia Childs, probably more modern day Joanna Gaines a little bit. And these people and their ideas have kind of inspired the way that we have parties and gather. Okay. Um, what would you say characterizes Thai hospitality? Well, hospitality is almost like in our heart, right? In front of the house, you would see a container that have water yep. and something to, to, to put in the cup. So that means everybody can have free access to water when they walk past. Where, wherever you go, instead of people saying, uh, hi, how are you? Before you do that, you go, hey, where are you going? Have you eaten? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I think that for Thai, eating is part of our culture. Celebration is part of our culture. We celebrate mm-hmm. everything. Right now, we even celebrate Christmas, which is, you know. Yeah. Is that part of our, you know, culture? So I would say like, like Thailand, I mean, these days we get a lot of um, Western influence when it comes to table setting and all those stuff. But, you know, at heart of Thai people, we like to gather together. Yeah. And I think, and I think like, it's not about how pretty it is, but it is about how we can do without connection. Yeah. And one thing I love about the actual table, like we kind of talked about before, is everything is shared. Yes. yes. There's not like everything is share. Everything is share. And it's not, again, it's not about you have a placemat here and you have a name tag here and you have no, it's about tons of food on the table. And it's about, oh, I see you again. Oh, you're coming here. And you know, it's about like almost like a musical share on the table. Everybody get to talk to everybody. And if you notice every most of the party, they always have a live band. Yes. Carry on. Always. And I think like that is, that is, you know, yeah, it's not about image. It's about connection. Yeah. And fun. Yeah. Not about image. It's about connection. Is that what you just said? Yes. Oh, that's so, mm -hmm. that's powerful. Yeah. Really. That's truth too, I'd say from my experience. Okay. Okay. That's really good. Um, Are there people in Thailand that kind of are like, say like a Thai Martha Stewart. Does Thai culture have that? I think we do. 
We do have that. There's a couple that, but you know, they're big in, in their country, but okay. not truly like that. We have a lot of, um, a uh, 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 celebrity chef on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yet. Like how to live your life. Well, even still take Thai lessons with um, a good friend of mine in Chiang Mai. And she was asking me to explain our business. I was trying to tell her that we teach about hospitality and we realized there's not really a word for hospitality. Is there? No, there's like party. There's a word for party. There's a word for like, eating out we call it ngan so it's service service okay okay that's good say it again well since you've been part of both cultures i was going to ask you what major differences did you notice but i think honestly you just summed it up maybe more connection less focus on image yes um but now Yes, I would think so. I I, I think that having uh, an image, um, meaning like like branding and stuff, it start coming now. But like in the old days, you know, like like the restaurant is like just nothing, <laughs> right? This clean table. We really believe that um, all everyone can learn from the way that we approach hospitality in other areas of the world. Um, I remember in college, I took a sociology class. I actually didn't sign up for it. I had to take it. And it was the first time, I hate to say it, that I realized, like, oh my gosh, there are so many other ideas, right? I think sometimes we could be so stuck in our small communities and family mindsets that we don't, you know, think beyond that. Um, so with that, what would you say that we could learn from Thai culture as we approach the table? Eat very slowly. <laughs> in the sense that it's like, you know, you have a you have a a sharing in America. Everybody, even though there's there's a family style, they put everything on their plate. Okay, but the real way. I mean, I again, I'm not a type of person like who I am to tell them what to do. If you want to do that way and you feel happy about that, do it by all means. But this is how Thai would do, right? We yeah. have those on the plate, okay, mm-hmm. as your main thing, and then you do share spoon on every plate. So you you. Uh, next bite, you want the fish, right? So you mm-hmm. use a share spoon to put the fish on the plate. Uh-huh. And then you grab the fish and then you have it. Uh-huh. Right? And then, yeah. oh, you know what? I want another vegetable for my next bite. So I grab the share spoon with the vegetable on my plate and have it. So uh-huh. I did not have it everything on my plate at once you're kind of like designing each bite as you take it right (laughs) so we we and then and then most of the time um if you want to be hospitable you just look at your left or your right and i go could i please serve you oh you know and then you just do a small bite of food yeah right you know in in front of you to your left or your right each other yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. If you're younger, you know, you want to please the, I mean, hierarchy is, um, you know, it's, is a big thing in Thailand, right? Yeah. All those stuff. And we barely, uh, we barely talk with a mouthful. We, mm-hmm. we don't, when you eat, you don't make, you know, don't make noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, true. You know, I mean, if you want to talk about refine, you know, like my mom uh-huh. always like, don't slouch at the table, you know? Oh, 
you up and who you you know you the woman you have to be nice and gentle yeah yeah there's a so family style doesn't mean that you order at once and put everything on your plate at once you chair yeah. you, you use a chair spoon put a small bite on your plate have uh-huh. and the rice can be refilled at any time there's so much respect at the Thai table you know they oh. say they say that um the farmer works so hard for you respect them so don't don't waste rice i know never and i'm not a big rice eater like i said before and so that was one way that i didn't even know i was offending thai hosts by not eating all the rice and so i learned yeah and i would you can order like a small bite to start with right yeah just say i mean no you know like a small portion yeah huh there's so much yeah there is so much to learn there and for the american table there's so much waste and meals are so fast right yeah, like, like, whoop, done, gone. <laughs> and something that we're really passionate about, like at Gather, our business is that connection happens at the table. Relationships yes. are built. Yes. So after we're making meals, the less time there is for connection. Yeah, yes and no. Maybe maybe you could make a fast connection, but <laughs> it's different. I think it's, it's different. Here, time is money. Here, you have to hustle. Here, um, you know, sometimes you have to be for yourself. Yeah, I know. It's it's just a different culture. So I can't judge that, you know, um, that you can't uh, make good connection in American table. That's true. That was one thing that everyone can learn. But let's talk to the people that have never tried Thai food. And after this conversation, they're like, okay, I want to. So maybe they won't be as adventurous as to make it at home. But maybe they'll go to their local restaurant and order something. What are, let's say, what are three things you think everybody should try? I mean, I think, oh, <laughs> hard. I think, I think one should try, <laughs> uh, I like papaya salad. Uh-huh. And when you have papaya salad, try to have it with fried chicken and try to have it with sticky rice and you eat it by hand. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> it is wonderful. I think it was voted the most delicious dish in the world. Some thumb. So it was some like some major news station that was like, this is the most delicious food in the world. <laughs> That's true. And food, actually, it's it there's a there's a um psychology study. When you eat by hand, uh-huh. you eat slower yeah. and you have more connection with food and it's healthier for you. That I I think that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I, I really I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't a lot in America and fear of germs, I think. You wash your hands before that and, you know. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember getting Gayang and Kaoniao and eating it with hands. Oh my God. That's the best. Gai Isn't yang. it? That's what I mean. Grilled chicken or fried chicken with Kaoniao, <laughs> the sticky rice and the papaya salad. So good. That so good. I serve at my restaurant right now because that is another concept. <laughs> You do serve it or you're going to? Would you say? I, I maybe, maybe in the summer when we do a barbecue, because that thing is much more to me is like a, a picnic set type kind of. Fun. That would be so fun. Oh it my goodness. Come. It will come. It will come in the summer. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we end each episode with friends, and I want to hear your answers as well. Um, so the first thing is something that you have found to be beautiful lately. Anything life yeah I think, I think that sometimes we forget 
that we get a chance to breathe. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. We still get a chance to breathe and see things and going through, go, you know, both good and bad things. And I think that is a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. Today I woke up with the, um, you know, that guy, the French um, actor. I think he's so beautiful, such a beautiful man. And he died while he's skiing. Who, who was this? I didn't hear this. Oh, he, he is a, he's a French actor and he died in, in the Alps while having fun skiing and he collides, you know, collides with someone. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what I mean? Or, you know, something. So I think that for me, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy living as a woman, an immigrant, a business owner here in America. It hasn't been easy building my own dream, following my own dream. It hasn't been easy, but it has been beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But but because if we can just go back to just like, you know what? <sighs> yeah, it's painful right now. But but the next feeling, yes, I'm joyful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we get a chance to live. And that is a beautiful thing. It is. And sometimes we forget. I want more. I want, to, I want more money so I can have a big house. I want more so I can whatever it is. And I'm yeah. not saying I'm perfect, you know, I'm, I, I, I still struggle with that. But reality yeah. is that we still alive. And sometimes we forget that is a gift. Yeah. Those are beautiful words, my friend. Well, not to make this lighter, but <laughs> um, something you've eaten recently and loved. Oh, man, after this conversation. <laughs> I'm curious. I was in... Um, Bando, which is in the south of France, cooking um, with a Mission Star chef in his restaurant. Um, I was invited by this um, five-star hotel. And um, this dessert that he served, it's like a meringue with chestnut and blackberries and all those flavors in there with all this wine in front of me. <laughs> It's kind of like, <laughs> how can human brain, it's, it, again, you know, it's so fascinating that the brain can think of all these creative things. Yes. And when you taste it, you just go like, whoa, amazing. <laughs> I've never, you know, like all those things, right? Yeah. For me, it, it, was, it was quite an experience. And I think that was a New Year's Eve dinner ending dessert uh-huh when you were on that trip I was watching your stories and I would show my husband I'm like look at how beautiful look what she's eating today <laughs> Crazy. I I think that was again and you know like I I I, I want to add on to the note right like like how I see things beautiful and I think like it comes with it it, it comes with the idea that I want to be better in culinary world yeah I'm so blessed that I get to do Dubai friends Paris, Bangkok, London, you know, while I'm talking to you, I just got a text from London, like, hey, let's do something. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, I, what I'm saying is that because I get to do all this, it helps me to see that there's so much more for us to learn. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's overwhelmingly out there for us to learn. And yeah, 
some limit ourselves to just, I love this and I don't want to try that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then, yeah. then, then, then you kind of limit yourself. Uh-huh. Food. When anybody asks me like, 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 what is your favorite thing to eat? I'm like, darling, that is impossible question to answer. I love food from Korean food to Thai food to French food to, you know, I'm curious to learn more about Kenyan food because I talked about someone the other day who came to dine at my restaurant and she said, chef, if you want to learn about Kenyan food, my dad used to be a Kenyan chef. And I'm like, oh, darling, I love to learn, you know, because I find I, I, I find like different culture has different things to offer and, and different things is, is fascinating for me. Yeah. It's true. I always look at it like a jigsaw puzzle. If we yeah. limit ourselves one corner, we don't get that full picture, right? We add, it just, yeah. it makes richer. Exactly. And, and you yeah. know, like for me, yes, I cook Thai food, but I cook and enjoy other culture as well. Me and too. I'm not going to be, and I'm not going to be someone who say I'm the best because we are all the best. Mm-hmm. Our own uniqueness that we can offer. Goodness, goodness. It just keeps getting better. Well, okay. Last but not least, what is, this is my favorite question. What is a gathering you attended that made you feel a particularly strong sense of belonging? Oh my God. And if you could pinpoint it, what was it that made you feel that way? It doesn't have to be recent. It's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of time. Um, You know, um, my friend, a good friend of mine, Elizabeth Faulkner, just came last weekend and she brought two new friends and now my friend one is a famous Indian chef one is you know a, a, a health what you call um, fitness yeah fitness guru two strangers talk about life meaning two strangers I, I, I just met them with my friend and talk about life and I feel the sense of belonging because no matter where or who you meet when you talk about life when you connect about life that is my sense of belonging. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, authenticity and vulnerability at the table. Correct. Really belonging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I just met her and we talk about tough questions in life. And I think like that is the sense of belonging that someone giving time to connect and someone allowing me to, to get into the, uh, a journey of their life. That's to me a sense of belonging. There is nothing like a good question asker. Right? Are you kidding me? Like yesterday I gave um, an interview for a big uh, publication. And uh-huh. they asked me like deep question. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I wish, you know, like, like we, we talk more about this. Me too. Me, that, yes. You know, uh-huh. and, and, I, and I find like when we share both good and bad experience in our life. That's how we connect. Yeah. I once, I once heard someone say, paraphrase something along the lines of, if you want to have connection with someone, real connection, you have to let them touch your wounds. Hallelujah, sister. (laughs) That is very true. I think that people connect more with pain. Yeah. With real life. Loneliest time could be when, when you're afraid to share that pain with someone, either you, you're afraid of rejection or, or you, you don't want to be judged. Yeah. yeah. But then you would realize like, you know what? 
a lot of people would feel the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, and I think like that is something that, I mean, I'm available for my customers when it comes to food. Yeah. Does it make sense? Meaning yeah. I serve Thai food because because I know this is what I do best. But if you want me to cook French food, I can too. You know, I think I make a very good souffle. <laughs> Um, I can make a very beautiful cheese board and, and pick good selection of wine. But what I'm saying is that, but what is a key ingredient is like, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to, to, to assist you to have a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what matters. It doesn't matter. I get Michelin or not. I mean, it's, it would be lovely too, but it's not my most um, goal in my career. My most you know, what I want is, yes, I want to be able to create a successful business concept that I can, you know, survive because paying bills are real, right? But at the same time, serving my customer, I mean, that's why I I committed to this industry because when tsunami hit Thailand, I got to serve down south, um, you know, and, yeah. and I, that's when I quit my corporate job my very comfortable life with a goal of I would love to live every day to love and serve people. By all means, I, I fail sometimes. Yeah. I'm sure I hurt people along the way. I'm sure yeah. I disappointed someone along the way, but with that goal, it still keep me alive to today. That's why I want to be available for people. And I'm using my cooking, my food, my creativity as a mean to fulfill my life goal to love and serve people. You are an inspiration, my friend. Oh, I I make many mistakes. So don't know. I'm not. I, I, I've learned from, I consider myself a student of life. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful position to be in, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I try to remind that to myself too, because sometimes I can be very tough to me. Me but, too. Well, I'm sure that those listening are wanting to follow you. So where can they find you? Where do you uh, want to send Um, At, at uh, Instagram, Hong Tai Me, or pronounced Hong Tai Me. <laughs> H-O-N-G-T-H-A-I-M-E-E and my website we we do it now it's going to be even better probably launch in a week or two um hopefully we have more to come I I I love to do more I love to do more for us all absolutely well everyone go follow her there and thank you so much I am sure this is not the last we'll see you at Gather. Anytime, my, my new friends. And hello to everybody. And looking forward to getting to know you and, and be available for you. Well, thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Did you love this episode? Do you want to grow in your own hospitality skills? We would love to invite you to join us at Hospitality Academy. Through Hospitality Academy, we offer new workshops monthly in charcuterie styling, cake decorating, and coming in this year, 2022, etiquette training for both adults and children, flower arranging for the season, and organization room by room. When you join as a member, we would love to give you 10% off using code MAKINGROOM. Now through this membership, you get access to all of the classes that are currently in the database, all of the classes to come, and with an annual membership, you also will get a brand new charcuterie board and cheese knife set. Head on over to hospitalityacademy.com. Academy is spelt with an I-E at the end instead of a Y, and we are so excited to welcome you to the community there.